Welcome, my friends, to the Moon Jockeys Podcast, <laughs> an in-depth discussion of Star Wars themes, characters, and storylines. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome to another episode of Moon Jockeys Podcast. My name is Brian, your host. I'm excited to welcome a new guest from Star Wars Explained. How are you doing tonight, Alex? I'm great, Brian. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to talk to you. I'm kind of excited uh, to talk to a YouTuber. Um, and I, I do love your channel. I watch it all the time. So uh, I put up a couple poll questions on my Twitter account today. Would you want to go over those with me? Sure. The first poll I had was, how often do you watch Star Wars YouTube videos? The responses I gave was daily, weekly, occasionally, or never. And we actually ended up with a tie, with daily and weekly both getting 45% of the vote. How often do you watch Star Wars YouTube videos? Do you do you <laughs> actually watch any Star Wars YouTube channels? I do. Uh, I would probably go with weekly. I don't do it daily because... Uh, I. I guess I used to do it more daily, but I found that I would kind of get competitive <laughs> with the other people and I would be like starting to base what I talked about on what other people were talking about. And I didn't really want to do that. So I kind of cut back, but I still watch uh, the occasional from my, my friends and stuff. And then I, I watch Collider Jedi Council pretty much every week. So I, I still do watch Star Wars YouTube videos, but I just try to not <laughs> let it affect anything that I'm doing. Have you noticed that creating content is eating up a lot more of your time of watching content? That too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does take a lot of time. Yeah, I don't like listen to nearly as many podcasts as I would like. It's like I'm trying to just keep up with all the new content and do my own stuff and like there's so much stuff on my back burner that I want to listen to or watch and it's just hard to find the time. Oh, I totally understand. And then our last poll question, uh, other than the official Star Wars YouTube channel, what is your favorite channel for Star Wars videos? Uh, and the options I gave was Collider Jedi Council, Star Wars Explained, Star Wars HQ, and Star Wars Theory. Believe it or not, your channel actually won all of the votes. <laughs> well, so that's pretty that's amazing. That's nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah, I know everyone at all of those channels. They're all they're all nice people. Cool. Um, can I talk a little bit more about what got you into Star Wars in the beginning? What did you love first about Star Wars? Sure. Um, I guess the, what I remember the most from my first viewing of A New Hope, that was my first Star Wars movie, and I think that was like in 96. Uh, I would have been eight or nine. And I just remember the trench run. So I really fell in love with the dogfighting and the pilots and all that. But I watched the first Star Wars movie like every day that summer. So that, really, I just fell in love with A New Hope, which I, I can't even remember if it, it did have that subtitle at that point in time. But yeah, yeah. That, that's just 
what I fell in love with was that movie. And I don't even know if my parents told me that there was an Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi for a while. I think they were just kind of letting me wear myself out on that one. And then they were like, okay, now you can watch this one. So did you get to see the special edition in the theaters? I did. Uh, I remember, and I was young enough that like all of the changes didn't bother me. <laughs> like right. I, I was into all of the CGI and the, the now I really don't like the whole uh, Greedo shooting first thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that at all. But at the time, I didn't care at all. <laughs> yeah, it looks rather choppy now the way they they have it but so it took you a while to watch empire and uh return of the jedi a little bit yeah uh i i don't think the special editions were my first time because i do remember seeing all of the changes and being like oh there's like more of cloud city to see and it's not all enclosed and stuff but i can't remember exactly when i saw it it okay. it had to have been probably during that summer of 96 but i just i we had a taped copy of uh episode four just off of like tbs so it had commercials and everything yeah. and i think i i mean i just had to watch it fast forward through the commercials and i just wore that tape out and i think my parents were like all right we bought you the box set so you can now <laughs> watch all of them without commercials so that was great <laughs> My dad was notorious of taping stuff off the TV, and so <laughs> yeah. I, I know how what it's like to have to watch stuff with commercials like that all the time. So, yeah. What inspired you to create a YouTube channel? Uh, well, I kind of have a background in video marketing. I used to work for an SEO agency, and I've always been interested in making videos and stuff. I used to like make little movies with my friends in high school. So I had that kind of background, and then at DragonCon every year, which is, uh, I live in Atlanta, and there's this big sci-fi fantasy convention uh, called DragonCon here. We go every year, and there's always a Star Wars trivia contest, and it's ridiculously hard, and sometimes I would like, y you basically have to take a written test to get up on the stage, and then up on stage, the questions are ridiculous. So I would always do like, oh, just OK. But every year I'd be like, I can do better. I can do better. And I, one year I was like, I'm going to actually study this year. And I think it would be fun to kind of document that and just make videos about whatever I'm studying at the time. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of my idea. And I started doing that. Little did I know that the trivia test was going to stop using Legends questions Oh, and only go canon so like half of my work was just wasted but <laughs> <laughs> but oh, i mean I, I still compete in that thing every year I, this is my fourth year doing the channel and uh so three years now i've done it with the channel and i still haven't won it it's so hard have you placed uh yeah i got second last year i got third the year before that and i think fifth the year before that so every year i've gotten better and there's only one more place to go so this year might be my year Wow, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I know it, that Star Wars fans take their trivia pretty seriously, um, so yeah. it must be hard to compete in such a a large gathering of Star Wars fans. Yeah, um, I mean it's fun. Like it, it's all in good spirits. Like, and now I am friends with four of the ten people that are like regularly up there. Yeah, <laughs> like we whenever there's Star Wars trivia in Atlanta now. 
three of us call each other up and we're like, we're all going, we're all going. And then we just go and we dominate. So like that, it's, it's always fun. And then that one time a year, we kind of go head to head, but otherwise like we're, it's just a fun time. That's awesome. Um, so I assume you're going to Dragon Con coming up fairly soon, right? Yeah. It's become a thing where now that I have the channel, it's like, become more and more a work thing almost like it used to be we would just go and we'd dress up it's a big cosplay convention so you just go have fun and we'd do this trivia thing and now i'm like able to get interviews with star wars authors and every year i get a little more access and that's so much fun like it's mind-blowing i got to talk to timothy's on last year and uh i never ever would have guessed that that would be a thing that's pretty awesome have you do you do you get asked to be on panels down there then? Uh, I ask to be on panels. Okay. That works too. <laughs> They've never really sought me out. I'm just like, hey, can I can I do that? So I've done a couple panels there. You said you have a background in producing videos. Did you go to school for that or did, did you just learn as a hobby? Uh, yeah, I learned it as a hobby. I learned it while I should have been going to class, but... <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I just kind of picked up editing in high school. I think we just, for fun, were like, hey, let's do a video project for something. And so I sat down with iMovie for the first time, and I just loved doing it. For It was just the most fun I'd ever had doing a school project. So that led me and my friends to be like, let's just make stupid little videos together. So we started doing that. Uh, and then, like, I got more into After Effects and doing visual effects and stuff like that. And it just kind of went from there. So I, my first jobs were all involved with video editing and stuff and had nothing to do with what I went to school for. <laughs> Whatever works. I think that that's kind of a new career path is you follow what you love and not necessarily what you study. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Do you have a preferred camera and software for someone that's just kind of starting off or how, what would you recommend for someone that wanted to learn how to play around with that? Uh, I pretty much just use whatever camera my wife tells me to use. <laughs> I, I don't, she knows a lot about cameras and I do not. So, uh, every camera we have has been like her decision and I, I do like the Canon PowerShot g7x i think it's called it's like a little vlogging camera so we take that whenever we travel and the picture looks great it does well in low light uh so it, that that's like a good kind of starting point if you're looking for that as for software uh i use the adobe suite so premiere and after effects and that stuff cool for your channel how do you come up with different topics i just looked at your playlist and i'm like is there anything he hasn't like actually covered yet? Yeah, it's getting harder. <laughs> uh, now I kind of just talk about what I want to. I, I'm not very strategic with it, which I probably should be. But I also, I don't know, I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because uh, like I do videos every day and I just, I feel like I need to be interested in what I'm talking about and not specifically like, what like there are certain topics that are going to get clicks no matter what and i just i don't know i'd get bored out of my mind if i talked about that same thing over and over so i try to just spread it around i get a lot of ideas from the questions that people ask me like 
probably my favorite video to do every week is the Q&A where I just answer interesting questions from fans, which like I never would have thought to ask that. And most of them don't even really have answers, but they're fun to think about and speculate on. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. it. I guess I tailor it a lot to whatever content has just come out. Like the book Last Shot came out last week. So I had three videos about that. Uh, when Rebels is out, that inspires a lot of stuff. So whenever there's new content, that inspires a lot of questions for me that I then want to talk about. But I don't know what I'm going to do in between Solo and Episode Nine because it's going to be like 18 months without a movie. Oh, I know. I think they were going to have a whole lot of other things to talk about, like new animated series and then the TV launch, the TV, the live action TV series. Um, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully that's like early in 2019. So I think there'll be stuff to fill that time, but that is like a desert of 18 months of no new actual movies yet. So, but it'll be fun. Do you plan out the rotation, uh, like a schedule and how far advanced do you plan that out? Uh, I have, I mean, there are certain videos that come out like on specific days, like Friday is my video game. Let's play slash lore play day. Saturday is my Q and a, uh, the first of every month is my Canon update. So there are certain videos that definitely have days where those, that's what I'm doing that day. Uh, otherwise it's just kind of whatever. <laughs> uh, I guess I tend to do, uh, creatures or aliens on Wednesdays. Uh, but there's no really rhyme or reason to that. I just chose Wednesdays once and I was like, I guess I do these Wednesday now. <laughs> it just gives uh, you a little bit of a, a, a groove or a routine. Yeah. I guess it's just like, if I have a free Wednesday, I'm like, okay, at least I can probably just find a species I haven't talked about yet. Um, as for how far in advance I plan, I try to stay about four weeks ahead of schedule just in case like any, uh, emergency comes up or if I want to go on vacation, like I can do that and I don't have to worry about making videos, uh, except like I still do a Q and a, if we go on vacation somewhere, although the last vacation we went on rebels decided that the season series finale was going to be like the day we flew out. So that's rough. We, we, yeah, we landed on the airplane, like got to our, uh, hotel, we watched rebels and I was up till like five doing videos on it. So <laughs> man, <laughs> they, they like to plan things for my vacation. <laughs> My wife wouldn't love that very much. I hope your yeah. wife is a little, little more understanding. She well, yeah, I mean, she she's all in on this, so she she totally gets it. Cool. Um, you actually do a complete canon timeline update. Is that scheduled for May the fourth? Is that right? It is. I recorded the audio for it today. Oh wow! I'm like, I'm glad that we were recording this so late after that because my voice was kind of shot after afterwards i had just been talking and talking and i think this video is going to be a little over 35 minutes long and i am not the best at recording my scripts it takes me about three times the length of what it winds up being to actually get through it all so i had been talking for over an hour and a half i think and i was just exhausted by the end of it but uh yeah we're we're doing the canon timeline again on May 4th. Every year it's just going to get longer and longer. 
So do you have to go over everything that's existing or just new material with that? Uh, I'm, I'm doing everything that exists. So uh, I did kind of recycle some of my script from last year and I updated it and tweaked it, but uh, I'm trying to just make it so every year it's like if you want to watch everything that ever happened in Star Wars from start to finish in one place, here it is. Wow, that's pretty amazing. That's cool. Have you found any logic to like what types of videos get the clicks, like the clickbait or whatever? Uh, or the like the most playthroughs where the people actually watch the whole thing? Yeah, I think uh, people seem to like when I do comprehensive videos. So like every Tie Fighter or every Walker, which those are things that every year now I've been updating those as well. Uh, so anytime you can put like every in the title, people seem to be drawn to that. Uh, reviews tend to do well. It depends on the content though. Like some books just have more hype than others. Like the stuff I did about the Thrawn book last year had been built up so much that like those got tons of views. And last shot, I felt like didn't really get much of a marketing push. And I loved the book, but uh, people just don't seem to be as interested in it. So. It just kind of depends on when it comes to reviews and stuff. But anytime I do, like, uh, every time a new book comes out, I will say, here's just a list of facts and connections and stuff from this book and how it connects to other material. Uh, people seem to like those a lot. When you first started your uh, channel, how did you build a fan base on YouTube? Uh, I, I was just consistent with it. That was part of it. I kind of had looked into so much video marketing that I knew that that was a key of it. And I just said, okay, as I start, so before I even launched the channel, I did a bunch of videos. I think at the time I was like eight weeks ahead, but, but then moly. I was, <laughs> yeah, but then I was only doing three videos a week. I was like, I'll do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I'll just see how this goes. So I think I had like 24 videos when I started. I had them all scheduled out and then they just started going live. And I, I did do some sharing like on Reddit and stuff to try to get the ball rolling. But uh, you're not supposed to self-promote on Reddit either. So I couldn't overdo that. Yeah. So really, I think it just came down to the consistency. And at that point, that would have been 2015. I think is when I had my first upload at that point, there weren't as many star Wars YouTube channels, so it wasn't really as competitive. And a lot of the star Wars YouTube channels that did exist were doing great content, but it was really, really long, like hour long videos. And I was like, I've got a full time job. I don't have time to watch this stuff. <laughs> like we said earlier. And so it, when I launched, I wasn't star Wars explained. I was star Wars minute. Yeah. And I was trying to like, everything was, two minutes or less. Like I wanted to just be like, here are the basics of this one thing. And then I found out that there was a podcast called star Wars minute and eventually changed my name. And they were all uh, Alex and Pete at that podcast are super, super cool. And they were super nice about it. Uh, but yeah, I think just being a little bit different early on helped uh, just saying like, here are the bare bones basics, like get in and get out. And that's all you need. It's kind of funny that they actually created a whole movement of podcasts that's got that analysis by one minute at a time thing. That Oh, yeah. I, I think it's great. 
they kind of invented a new format. Uh-huh. How do you avoid or monitor or police the terrible YouTube comments on your videos? Uh, well, it was easier early on when like no one was commenting. <laughs> but yeah, the longer, <laughs> the bigger you get. I, I will say that I think that of the YouTube communities that I've seen, I feel like my subscribers know how to handle themselves for the most part. Although I also have like, you can go in and you kind of, you can blacklist words. So you can, yeah. So that is very helpful. I assume (laughs) where you can say any cussing, any offensive word, you just put it in this list and it will never show up. Although I still feel like sometimes they slip through, but I'm constantly adding to that list. uh, And I think that helps tremendously that that would be beneficial that's pretty cool but if i see someone that's just being a jerk to someone else for no real reason like i'll just ban them like yeah i'm I'm not afraid to do that because i I don't mind if you want to say i disagree with you random person on the internet and here's why in a nice way but when people just start like calling names for no reason i'm like "Mm -mm, you're out of here do you engage a lot of the comments on YouTube um, at part of the building the fan base or whatever? Uh, I try to, not as much as I want to, uh, but I guess that's kind of where the Q&A comes in, where it, once a week I can take five questions from my patrons and five questions from YouTube and just answer them all and get that kind of community engagement going. That's good. I like that. Um. All right, we're going to talk about something fun. Um, <laughs> Star Wars is always fun. <laughs> well, yeah. Back in December, you competed in the Star Wars Movie Trivia Schmodown, Fatal Five-Way, against Witwer, Scrimshaw, Geek Girl Diva, and Steel Saunders. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Movie Trivia Schmodown! Three rounds. Star Wars Division five-way qualifying match. What was that like? It was so much fun. I First of all, I love all movie trivia, not just Star Wars trivia. That's just where, where I'm really good. <laughs> uh, so I have been a fan of the Schmodown for a long time, and I thought it was just one of the coolest, most original shows on YouTube. Uh, so I'm try- I, I think I met uh, Ken Knapsack and Christian we're both part of uh, Collider uh, at Star Wars Celebration. and uh, In Anaheim or Orlando? Oh, Orlando, yeah, this past year. So almost okay. exactly a year ago now. Uh, and they were super nice and like even kind of helped us get into the panel where they did it live. And uh, I got to know Ken a little better. And then I guess through all that, they were like, why don't you come down and give it a shot? So they had that fatal five way and I was like thrilled to do it. Uh, it was terrifying. Is it? <laughs> Cause uh, yeah, I mean, because at least for me, I felt like my reputation is now on the line. Like if I blow <laughs> this, people think I'm a fraud. I had to come out to my wife the other day because we saw this announcement that Christian made. And I was like, I got some good news and some bad news. 
The good news is we get to meet Sam Witwer, but the bad news is I gotta play Sam Witwer. I feel like I have to be here because I can't call myself Star Wars Explained and then not show up and put my money where my mouth is. I have to know my stuff. Star Wars Explained? Who needs a movie for 12-year-olds explained? Look guys, I love all your work, but I'm gonna win. I'm gonna be the champion. I'm going to Spectacular. I live this. I breathe this every single day is studying for this Schmodown. I love the Schmodown. I'm so excited to be here and I'm going to take that belt. Like, I, I'm very happy with the way I performed because it was a really close game. If you're going to lose, lose to Whitwer. That's okay. And I didn't miss anything where I was like, I really should have known that. So I, I was I was happy with it. But I don't know if there's any good shots of it, but you can see me kind of shaking up there. I, I'm not used to something like that. <laughs> well, they always say that it's harder to answer the questions under the bright lights on the Schmodown. Um, would you say that that's pretty true or find that? I I don't really think so, honestly. No? The, the one time that I was really nervous was spinning the wheel just because I didn't want to land on something that I would not do well at, but my brain was firing on all cylinders physically. And like emotionally I was a wreck, but I, I didn't really have any problem answering anything. It was either I know it right away or I don't know it at all. There wasn't any time where I was like, I know I know this and I just need more time. That didn't happen. It was just like, Nope, I don't know this one. Did you have a favorite category um, on the wheel or do you have a favorite category in general? Uh, I'll just say I have a least favorite category, and th the only one I did not want was uh, Who Said It? And Joseph Scrimshaw got that category, and I still think that if he had not gotten that category, he probably would have won. Uh, the, the Sam Witwer has those movies memorized. Yeah. So any quote, he will just nail it. And I, I feel like the more granular and nerdy you get, like the better off I am. So I was fine getting anything else. I would have taken like weapons and vehicles, but uh, I got the force awakens and like all three of those I knew without a problem. So really the only one that I do not want is, is anything involving quotes. I think the quotes would be easier for me, at least I, the weapons and vehicles I'd be dead to write. <laughs> um, quotes. I, I think I could, answer a lot of those um i just i just have trouble with them like i can i'll i i know the gist of it like and oh, yeah. they were they were nice on the schmodown i got a quotes question and i got like you know the spirit of the quote yeah yeah <laughs> i think i missed a couple and they were like okay you you know what it is basically but you didn't say it exactly right and they're like ah we'll give it to you so that was nice one of my friends i used to live with uh he had a star wars trivia trivial pursuit mm -hmm. and um we played it together one day and like we would answer the questions and we would just basically recite the lines and it got to a point where like yeah we're not allowed to play this with normal people because it would just make us look too bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I had that i still have that and i love it uh, but yeah no one will one. play with me oh yeah i know but then is now, see, at Dragon Con is the time that you need to get everybody together to play Trivial Pursuit. 
The I mean, I'm telling you, those the Dragon Con questions are nothing like Trivial Pursuit. It's like stuff that even I was like, "Come on, dude! Like nobody knows this." Oh, the the guy right. that runs it takes like a special pleasure in stumping people, and uh, like he's he's hilarious. But everyone up on stage is just like rolling their eyes. Like no one knows how to spell Grand Admiral Thrawn's real name. Oh, like. That's... I, Timothy Zahn can barely do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough, man. <laughs> uh, they just announced that they're doing another Schmodown. Uh, you're doing a three-way, right? Uh, yep. And this one's going to have a live audience. Do you think that'll <laughs> be a little different? I'm not too worried about it yet. I probably will feel differently on the day. Uh, but like the Dragon Con trivia, it has a live audience. And... I've the the first Schmodown had a live audience, not as okay. big a one. It was like all people who are basically part of the Schmodown anyway. They're just there to cheer and stuff. Uh, but yeah, this will be this will probably be the biggest audience that I've done trivia in front of. But I don't know. I, what I'm most concerned about right now is like developing more of a personality. The first time I did it, I was so nervous that I'm just kind of like sitting there and I'm there to answer questions and do nothing else. And like part of the showdown is like you have these different kind of characters and stuff. And I don't want to go overboard with it, but I can jazz it up a little. So you're trying to up your showmanship game, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And their opponents representing Star Wars Explained. Alex, the explainer, Damon! There he is. He's just looking at his opponents. He's ready. He's ready. He is ready to go. So far, look, these are four brilliant Star Wars minds up there. What, a, what an intro. I mean, after you have two people in Jedi robes, he comes out like he just walked out of Target. I mean, that's... <laughs> explain that, Christian. It It is kind of cool that they're merging the trivia and a little bit of the wrestling like that kind of performance in having a like heels and turns and stuff like that like Naps, uh-huh. knapsack went dark side or whatever <laughs> yeah it's it's fun i, I watch it all the time and who yeah, do you me think too. your biggest competitor is in the three-way i mean i'm terrified of both of them if i'm honest like i know I knew going into the five way in December that Joseph Scrimshaw was going to be trouble. I just didn't know how much like I, I, I had met him and I did his podcast uh, with Ken, the four center podcast. And everyone kept saying like, oh, he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. And I'm like, I'm sure he does. And then every time that a question came up where I was like, I'm going to be the only one that knows this. I remember specifically like Sam Witwer missed one and I knew it and was like, I'm going to steal Sam's points. I'm going to be the only one. And then Joseph had it too. And was like, damn it, Joseph. Like I thought I was going to have that and I'd like pull ahead, but nope, every, he was there with me step for step. So, and we did tie for second, but statistically, cause I'm a nerd and I looked at all this, he, he <laughs> answered more questions correct than I did. Oh. I just happened to answer like one extra high value pointer uh, that tied me back up with him. So, yeah, he's he's no one to slouch. But I mean, Ken won the belt at Celebration last year, like in front of 
hundreds of people. So he's used to this. I, I think he will be the easily the most seasoned out of all of us and will probably have the fewest nerves. And he knew tons of questions that I did not in the, the Orlando competition. So uh, both of them are equally terrifying to me. It must be so hard to play the quote-unquote bad guy, like the, the heel or whatever with, <laughs> with Ken. I don't know if I could do that. Uh, like, I... I just don't buy it. Like Ken is the nicest person. So he's like, Oh, I'm evil. And I'm like, okay, sure you are. Like I, I, he's too nice. Yeah. It, it'll come around at some point, but <laughs> it's all an entertainment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have a new, uh, solo movie coming on. Do you have a favorite character that you're looking forward to the most? Uh, you know, everyone is talking about Lando, and for good reason, but the more I see of Chewie, I am super psyched for him. Like, I feel like he's gonna maybe finally get a chance to shine for real. I mean, he's great in every movie, but seeing him, like, throw people around in what I assume is Kessel, uh, his banter with Han, like, everything I've seen of Chewie, I'm like, this looks awesome. See, I and, knew you were a smart guy. Like you're just very observant. I like it. I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. And I, I love Donald Glover. And when they announced him as Lando, I was like, that is phenomenal casting. So I'm excited to see him as well. But just the way they're handling Chewie, I, I am really excited to see the entirety of it. Like, I think Chewie could actually steal this movie a little bit. And uh-huh. the way that Chewie interacts with Han is going to be a huge factor in whether or not we accept Alden Ehrenreich as Han. Because, I mean, like when Luke accepted Yoda in Empire Strikes Back, it gave weight to that character, right? I, I think that's a great point. Um, And so if Jonas, like, interacts and has that banter with... Alden Ehrenreich as Han as Chewie it will just give that much more credibility and that's why I'm super excited for Chewie in this one not to mention we may or may not see Mala and his uh his wife yeah that's something that I am also kind of into because we know thanks to some books and just I think it's always been part of their lore that Han saved Chewie from slavery that's why he owes him the life debt so it's something that we, we don't need to be shown, but if they show it and put a twist on it and be like, oh, he didn't just save uh, Chewie, he saved Chewie and his family. Yeah. Like that adds more weight to the life that it's also just cool to see. So, yeah, it, it, anytime that they can put a cool little twist on something that we quote unquote know happened already. I'm totally into it. I do hope that they change a little bit of the life debt um, plot line of the story. I mean, if he does save Chewie's family and he saves them from maybe Mimban or whatever, um, I hope that it gets to a point where Chewie makes a decision to be a part of the crew as a person and not necessarily out of obligation. So, like, the life debt may be a thing, but I hope, like, Han kind of lets him out of it to say, you got to do what you want to do and not necessarily because you have to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I think that'll probably be the case. 
because that's even how they handled it in Legends. Like, Ahan saves Chewie, and then all of a sudden this Wookiee's just following him around, and Han's like, please leave me alone. Like, <laughs> y- y- life dead over. You can go. Like, he doesn't want to be with Chewie at first. And I, I liked that kind of early uh, relationship that they had where it was very one-sided. I'm kind of thinking... I'm I'm trying to piece together this movie based on the trailers and I just can't do it, which is great, first of all. But I'm kind of wondering if Han will save Chewie early on in the movie, but his like family won't be there. They will be on Kessel. So maybe he saves Chewie on Mimban and then they go through all this stuff and but the whole time Chewie's like, We gotta I need to go to Kessel. Like I'll help you if you then help me save my family. Yeah. So maybe they go to Kessel and that's where they save Mala, mm-hmm. which I think would show kind of Han, you know, growing a little bit and kind of doing this, this selfless thing for Chewie or something. I don't know. Uh, it, I, I love the way that the trailers have been handled because I just can't piece together what's going to happen. That's so much fun. I, I, I love kind of speculating about uh, movies leading up to the um, the release and trying to piece together what the plot will be um, because it just makes my daily interaction with it a little bit more fun and gets the imagination going. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I, I'm a big fan of spoilers and theories, but do you think that we're actually going to see the Kessel Run and how do you think that'll play into it? Yeah, I think we're definitely going to see it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be on their way to Kessel or after they escape Kessel or if. Yeah, again, I just don't know. And (laughs) I, I, I hope that it's something where it's like, yeah, we know this happened, but I hope that there's a twist on it. Or again, in Legends, something that I really liked was Han and Chewie do the Kessel run and at the end, Han looks at his instruments and he was like, we did that in less than 12 parsecs. And Chewie's like, all of our instruments like broke during this. Like nothing is reading correctly, including whatever reads parsecs. <laughs> and Han is like, no, we did it in 12 parsecs. And Chewie's like, whatever. So I like that it was kind of ambiguous. If they do something fun like that, where I, I, I've always been a fan of the idea that in A New Hope, Han just goes, this is the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. And it was just clearly him blowing smoke and trying to sound awesome. And Obi-Wan rolls his eyes like, okay, buddy, well, parsecs isn't a unit of time. (laughs) So I I liked that aspect of it, but I don't think they're going to go that way. But I do hope that there's a little twist on it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Goonies? Yeah. I kind of think that the Kessel Run might be the beach race in the beginning of Goonies. Okay. And the fact that they kind of hide in the race to get away from the cops. So yeah. I think that um, Han and Chewie might be hiding from the Empire in the Kessel Run. And that's their way to get away from the heist or whatever. Yeah, I do think they will be chased. Uh, I'm just... I can't decide if they're going to Kessel or from Kessel. Yeah. It'll be. Yeah, I don't know that either. <laughs> I haven't really thought about <laughs> that. 
Cool. Well, I, I definitely want to thank you for coming on and talking with me. Um, the uh, I look forward to watching the complete canon timeline that you have on May the 4th. I'll probably watch that a little bit later because on May the 4th, I'll be in Walt Disney World. Oh, nice. <laughs> Taking my daughter for the first time, and so that'll be pretty fun. How old's your daughter? Uh, she's three. Uh, oh, wow. She's... A, she's pretty fun she's very interactive and she's a big fan she likes star wars quite a bit but she also loves princesses so going to walt disney world is going to <laughs> light up her day well, that'll be great um in case people are unaware where can people find you online uh my youtube channel is called star wars explained so if you search that on youtube it should pop right up on twitter i'm star wars explain without the ed because there wasn't enough room on twitter uh those are our two big ones we're also on instagram and facebook we actually we just started a facebook group that's been a lot of fun just a good place to discuss and stay positive about star wars cool very cool alex thanks for being on with me tonight it was a pleasure now it's time to hear from you the listeners Email us your thoughts on your favorite Star Wars YouTube videos at moonjockeyspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast at moonjockeyspod. You can follow me at Balls in Play. Next week, we'll be talking about our top five scenes of Rogue One with Mark and Jared from Podcast 2187. Thank you for listening, and until next time, may the Force be with you, always. Always.